I found out he was working out in the weight room. I went down immediately and I said, Aaron, tell me, did you do this? Because if you did, I know you must have had some good reason. I'm going to get you the best defense lawyer we can get, and I'll do it at my cost. And he looked me right in the eye, not blinking anything, and said, Mr. Kraft, I didn't do that. I was in Rhode Island or something. And when he said it, I believed him. He actually changed my life and how I look at people because it just, I, to this day, I can't believe I got snookered like that. It's from episode six of The Dynasty. Robert Kraft discussing the aftermath of uh, the discovery of Aaron Hernandez murdering Odin Lloyd. And you see a lot of footage in this episode of what happened in real time. You have a lot of perspective looking back from most people involved. Certainly not Bill Belichick, but some teammates at the time that, you know, give some pretty chilling details about who Hernandez was and what he was like as a teammate and a person. And so it was a compelling watch if you watched the two newest episodes of The Dynasty. And we'll be reacting to those here on Jones and Mego today. Ryan Garvin in again for Christian Arcan. Making it a clean sweep this week, Mego. I'm in every... You make it sound like I'm never here. It's, well, it is true. You have been true. I'm that. here every day. But uh, I'll put it this way. Ryan's Ryan, always here. You're, Ryan you're, Garvin taking on extra work. That's the way to put it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, Even more extra work is how I should put yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, More heavy lifting for Ryan. More so, more first place <laughs> in the words of Brian Windhorst. More heavy lifting for Ryan. Listen, we're going to have our... It's going to be great when Arkan comes back on the first day. I'm going to sit him right here in front of this hot radio board. And I'm going to say, let's see what you got, kiddo. <laughs> Time to push you out of the mess. See if you can fly. Uh, are you we sure Arkan's going to show up on Monday? No. No. I got a sunburn on my fingers, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. It's pretty painful. All of a sudden, that pharyngitis is coming back. <laughs> I'm telling you. They were all out of aloe at CVS. The last time he partied for a week for his birthday... He was out for the right. next several days well, because he had pharyngitis. That's the other thing. Like, he'll be here, but it'll just be... He'll an, be recovering from it, his it'll vacation. It'll just be an empty husk Tribble of Arkin. You know, yeah. I love my cars. And <laughs> exactly. It's just an empty husk of Arkin. Like, what are we really talking about? Uh, so anyway, uh, we'll be taking your phone calls all day long. 617-779-7937. I do... I watched episode five last night. I watched episode six today. Six is the one that focuses on Aaron Hernandez, and we'll get into all of our takeaways from it. But big picture, I do feel like I'm less in love with the Dynasty and the docu-series as we go along. I thought one and two were exceptional. I think all the episodes are very well done and well shot, and there's uh, you know interesting things to react to, and you know um, it's done uh, interestingly. Like my my wife said this to me today. She's like, it's shot very well. It's very compelling. But I still wonder, as a Patriots fan, like if this is if this is what you want. Sucking up to the crafts, talking about how great they are, uh, making a case for Robert to get into the Hall of Fame, and then Spygate and Aaron Hernandez. Like, I wonder if that's what Patriots fans want out of this. And if it's not, then I wonder who it's for. Like, I just, I wonder who's watching it if it's not Patriots fans. So I continue to, to ask that question. I genuinely thought episode five was a complete waste. Matt Castle, 
That should be a minute. Matt Castle replacing Tom Brady should be a minute in a 10-episode series. I don't need interviews with Matt Castle. I don't need people talking about Matt Castle. I don't need footage of Matt Castle, which if you notice, it was just him running over and over and over again. It was. I think I saw one throw downfield. Everything else was like a throw to the running back or him scrambling because that's what the offense was. It wasn't that good. They got five wins worse than the year before. They were obviously worse without Brady. They didn't make the playoffs. But we got a champion this season because why? Uh, were they doing Bill a solid for once in this thing to, to talk about his coaching acumen? Are the Crafts trying to make a case that it wasn't just about Brady? Like, I have no idea. I think they were laying the groundwork for what I assume, because I haven't seen past episode six now, but I assume is going to come in later episodes of this is why people in the building thought that they could take just about any quarterback in the NFL and turn him into what they got with Tom Brady. And this is where some of the split happened, and maybe this is where Brady started doubling down on his health and fitness and even started getting really weird with strawberries and nightshades, and Alex Guerrero makes an appearance so I really think it was more one of these episodes that if you don't follow the Patriots and you didn't follow Brady that closely which by the way I think is who this is mostly for at this point um that it lays the groundwork for that okay so like again I I just think you could do that without spending a full episode on Matt Castle like that felt more time on 2003 2004 and less time on Matt effing Castle is what I would say uh, but that's just me. What'd you think of the Hernandez episode, Mego? I know you had seen it before. You watched it again today. What'd you think? Well, first of all, the first time that I saw it, my concern going into it was that they were going to treat it like true crime, which sometimes can be pretty gross as much as I consume that content. Um, uh, my biggest takeaway both times I watched it is just how deeply sad the entire situation is. This was clearly an emotionally disturbed individual and Aaron Hernandez. You hear about the issues that he had going back to high school to the point that he gets removed from Connecticut and brought down to Florida where he has further problems. All that to say, they kind of left it very vague about the situation on the team. Did people on the team feel that this was someone who was erratic and inappropriate at times and didn't understand his place, um, was volatile in practice, or did people actually feel that this was an emotionally disturbed person who could bring violence into a situation? And the latter is what we found out that it was. But when you hear the interviews from people around Foxborough, they all pose it for the most part as we thought it was the former. And the only thing that really jumps out is, uh, you know, I can't remember if it's Dion Branch or if it's Brandon Lloyd, who's great in it, who said, you don't go out with Chico for your own safety. That was Brandon Lloyd. Yeah, Yeah, Brandon Lloyd was saying, like, you know, you don't hang out with Chico for your own safety. And that's where my ear perked up and I go, okay, so you knew it was, like, not safe to hang out with this guy. That's an indication where we're not just talking about he makes disturbing comments in the locker room. He doesn't know his place at practice. Brady's popping off at him. No, no, no. That's a different level. They knew. They knew. But they didn't the, know he's I'm running the around. Way, the way that they portrayed it. They didn't know he's running around murdering people. I don't think that. But they knew what he was involved with. Bill knew. We're going to play you a clip later on this hour. Robert knew. I mean, Robert makes a comment to Bill on the field. He's mic'd up on the practice field saying, like, Aaron knows he's got to get away from the people in his life. Robert knew. Bill knew. Um, all of his teammates clearly know. We're going to play you these clips coming up. So... Before we really get into some of the chilling details, I just, I can't help but continue to underscore how much Bill just gets crushed in this thing. And I do blame Bill Belichick more for Hernandez than the Crafts. I do. He stuck his neck out to draft him. It's an Urban Meyer guy. Bill loves Urban Meyer. I think the more you listen to Ernie Adams in these things, 
By the way, Ernie Adams had no problem participating in this episode. Would not talk about Spygate. Like, can't, I'll take Spygate to the grave, but Aaron Hernandez? Oh, sure, I'll talk about My that all day. runneth over. I don't uh, have room for so it. So, like, what the hell? What was on those tapes? Ernie, Ernie will take that to the grave, but he'll talk about Aaron Hernandez. Wow! So, but, like, Ernie makes it clear. Like, they knew they knew what was going on. They knew he was, he ran with a rough crowd. And he was up to no good off the field. The full extent of it, they didn't know, but they they had some ideas. And players at various points call it glaring. You mef- mentioned the uh, the the Brandon Lloyd uh, detail in there, where you can't go out for your own safety, where they earn Hernandez. And so Bill gets crushed in this thing. And again, I think Bill deserves the most blame for Aaron Hernandez. It sounds like he really empowered him to act out. And so, and maybe it's because Bill was downright terrified of the guy. It sounds like a lot of people were which should tell you a lot. But, like, the crafts need to take their own blame. Here's Jonathan. I This was odd from Jonathan. Uh, he basically is single-handedly taking credit for cutting Aaron Hernandez and then says this about Bill Belichick. Aaron was being led out of his house in handcuffs, and it was on television everywhere. And I just remember thinking, whatever warm feelings we might have towards Aaron, it looks like he's done the ultimate bad thing, and he he can't. We can't have him on our team any longer. Yeah, I'll, I'll, no, that's ridiculous. I'll find out. At that time, my dad and Bill were both out of the country, but I felt strongly we couldn't wait. And so I called my dad, and he very much agreed. And we called Bill. And, you know, Bill, as is his want, was always more measured. In the beginning, he said, you know, he's not guilty yet. And there there were competitive issues, too. He didn't want to have to lose. An amazing football player. So Bill's instinct would be play this f***ing thing out till the end. And I just knew we couldn't play it out to the end. And and not not because of how it looked on us, but because we had to set a an example. I mean, like, it's like this guy's a murderer. Okay, settle, Jonathan. So, like, this is what I mean. Jonathan is like, it was my idea to cut him, and my dad was on board, and Bill wanted to keep him, and we wanted to set an example because he's an effing murderer, but Bill wanted to hold on to him. It's like... How do you say it's not about how it looks, but it was about setting an example? It's the same thing. Yeah, I mean, one, I think you, one, you set an example because you're not, you don't care about the perception, right? You're setting an example to do the right thing. The other one, you're more, you more care if about the optics. If you're setting an example, you're trying to manufacture the optics. We're I, setting an example. This is how we look to the outside. I guess. So I just feel like that's another example of what, what this is. And it tends to pay, unless they, unless they really, uh, say something inflammatory about themselves. I don't think Robert helped him in that first clip we talked about. Hey, I'll get you outside counsel if you need it. And so unless they're saying things that hurt themselves and doing it to themselves, this is used to, to prop them up. And that's what this is. It's a Hall of Fame case for Robert Kraft. And they're laying a lot of these issues at the feet of Bill Belichick. And this one, I think he deserves more than some of the other stuff they've laid at his feet. But I still think it's glaring, and again, Jonathan's basically like, well, Bill wanted to keep the murderer. We didn't want to keep the murderer. Bill wanted to keep the murderer, and by the way, it was my idea. I told my dad to cut him. It's like, that's what this thing is. It really is. I will say, like, from a journalistic perspective, 
uh, the director certainly gives Bill the opportunity to give his side, yeah, and Bill decides to tap out of it. Fair. He decides he doesn't want to play ball, which is pretty much how he's attacking most of this documentary. So it's probably just the streamlined approach that he has. But in this particular instance, I agree with you. Everything that's on record shows that Bill had a lot of control in the situation, and he had some options to make some decisions with this particular person that he didn't make. And when he sits there and he basically says, I don't have anything to add on that, it lets the other side speak to crafting the narrative completely. Fill in the gaps. Without a horrible pun there. So there you go. Uh, do you agree that Bill deserves the most blame for, you know, Hernandez, if anyone there outside of Aaron Hernandez himself? Uh, you know, within the organization, his teammates, the Crafts, Bill, uh, do you agree that he, I mean, he's the one who drafted him. He's the one who, you know, coached did background him. with Urban Meyer, coached him, empowered him. Like, I do think he deserves more blame than anyone else. I just think the Crafts trying to look blameless on this. and like, ah, hey, we just got snooker. We didn't know. We asked him. Uh, I asked him if he was a murderer and he said no. And I believed him. And, like, we're just supposed to take that at face value? Like, take your share of the blame. I feel like they're not taking their share of the blame in anything. Yeah, when you ask a murderer, like, if they're a murderer, they're usually like, yes, you know what? I am. Yeah, they've done worse than lie. It's like when, if you ask me if I'm an Aries. <laughs> yes, okay, I know. I don't like my astrological sign. They've done worse than lie, Robert. And so to just say, hey, did you do it? No. Okay, I'll get you. What do you want? Legal counsel? I got you. I got you covered. And so that's my only issue with this thing thus far. Uh, you'll hear some of the chilling details coming up from his teammates. Uh, Brandon Lloyd, who's only here for a year. Wes Welker who was noticeably absent. When the Patriots are going undefeated 16-0, Wes Walker nowhere near this thing. It's true. It's like he had nothing to do with that. But when it's time to, you know, jump off the top rope on Bill Belichick and crap all over him, they cue Wes Walker for this episode. So we'll get to it with all your phone calls. 617-779-7937. We will get to triple play at 445. We have Meg Splaining at 530. And, of course, Bet Roulette at 545. Some picks for the weekend. Uh, we'll also eventually get to our big question of the day. Uh, we're starting with the Aaron Hernandez stuff, the Dynasty Episode 6. Uh, but we will get to the NFL Draft, the Patriots at the Combine. What's your biggest concern with the Patriots picking a quarterback at number three in the draft? You can vote there. Is the roster not ready? Do you not trust the front office? Do you hate the quarterback class like a certain absentee Christian Arcan does or that he might be susceptible to injury? Uh, you can vote again at Jones and Mego. You can dial us up, 617-779-7937. We're talking Dynasty to start the show. If you want to jump in, you can do it there. We have open lines for you, and we'll be right back with some details from Aaron Hernandez's teammates. You'll hear from Bill Belichick right after Trending with Ryan Garvey.